It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your hosts, Ed Oliver and Deolante Daniels. Today, we're going to get into the Mavs game and the Celtics game. The Wizards got their revenge. Chris Stapps got his revenge. We're going to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie and some of the comments he made. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. This episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so the Wizards had a busy weekend. One game, they blew out the Mavericks by, what, 27 points. We swept the Mavericks, and uh, Chris Tapps got his revenge on the Mavericks as well. And Dinwiddie and Bretons, they got a tribute video some way, somehow. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, and then the Celtics game, we'll talk about that after we recap the Mavs game. It was just two totally different games. Um, but what did you, what did you see that the Wizards did so well to blow out the Mavericks 135 to 103? I mean, that I mean, they just did everything right from start to finish. That was one of the most complete Wizards games that they've had this season. I think the only other one was maybe the very first time they played the Grizzlies and they blew out the Grizzlies. Other than that, I can't think of a time where the Wizards had just a complete game from start to finish. They defended well. I mean, Luca got his, which, I mean, he's always going to get his. But And Jalen Brunson had a very good game as well. I know we talk about future PGs and whatnot. That's a guy who's on the list for sure. If Dallas can't keep him, I would love to have a guy like Jalen Brunson on the team. But all in all, they just played a complete game. They played inspired basketball. Uh, I mean, they shot the crap out of the ball. 54% from the field, 51% from three. 90% from the free throw line. They defended well and they shot the ball well. I mean, it's, it's they won the turnover battle. They played inspired basketball. Like you can tell that they wanted to win that game. They, I mean, they dominated. I mean, and like I said, Luca got his, but certain you, you're fine with that. You'll live with that as long as the others don't tear you apart and they didn't. So it was just a complete game. They played inspired basketball. Most certainly. Um, you can tell this was a game that they circled on their calendars. Uh, there was a quote from KCP that he said that we want to win for Porzingis or we don't want them to come in here. We're not going to let them come in here and get this win. Um, and, of course, there was history between the two after the trade. You know, Dinwiddie coming back, Bertrand's coming back, Chris Tapps uh, playing for the Mavs, and, you know, just, you know, some history there, of course. Uh, but, yeah, from a team standpoint, I echo what you said. I mean, they had a 50-50-90 game. They just shot the lights out. They moved the ball well. They had about 30, 33 assists. Um, 
everybody played well and they put the nail in the coffin. This wasn't a game, like you said, where it was like the Clippers lost, where we're up by 30 and we let a team come back. Uh, they played team ball. And, and Luca, yeah, he did hit some tough shots. He hit that corner three, which was a ridiculous three. Um, and the crowd went crazy, but they responded. Denny knocked down some shots, got to the basket. Um, Porzingis played well. KCP was really – this was – I mean, that was his best game of the year, 35 points. Um, he was knocking down shots left and right, was hitting the pull-up threes, uh, knocking down threes, getting to the basket. Um, he, he just had a great game, great all-around game. It's a great team game. They shared the ball, moved the ball. It was their best game. I thought it was West's uh, best coach game as well. And they just came out there and played with a sense of urgency um, and played hard. Um, Chris Abbs played well once again. Uh, he had 24 points and nine boards. Thought he played well. Rui had a great game, 21 points and five boards. Uh, KCP, once again, 35 points, six for 11 from the three. Hit six threes. 13 for 19, a season high. The Wizards swept the Dallas Mavericks. So they they haven't swept the Mavericks in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, winning 135 to 103, they definitely, they definitely, it was a statement game for the Wizards. I thought it was a statement game. Yeah. It, if they did anything this season, they, you know, they defended their, their pride, I guess, you know, as far as the, the trade, they didn't let, Dimwitty and Bertans come in and go all for them, like and like was it some Wizards fans thought it was like either Davis and Dimwitty have bad games or they completely go crazy against the Wizards. It wasn't any in between, and they ended up having bad games. I this was one of, I know everybody's you know tank and lottery. This is mm-hmm. the only game that I wanted the Wizards to like legitimately win. I wanted them to win this game. So, and I know to other fan bases, it's like, who cares? It's a regular game. But, I mean, it felt good, you know, for Wizards fans to see not only the Wizards win, see Porzingis have a good game, and see Dimwitty and Berton struggle, you know? So, uh, they've been having all the quotes, all the comments, but at the end of the day, they came back and laid an egg and lost, you know? And they're in the midst of a tight playoff race. So, it's not like this game meant absolutely nothing to them. They're fighting for playoff positioning. So they came in to D.C. and laid an egg against the lottery team. So, I mean, they could hold that walking out the door. I mean, you look at these plus minuses for the Wizards. I mean, it was insane. It was a great game for a lot of guys. Anthony Gill played 19 minutes of really good basketball. Denny played some really good basketball. Gaff played good. Ish played well. I mean, you already brought up KCP and Porzingis. I, I mean, Thomas Tomas Sadoransky with the seven assists and four boards. Uh, it was it was a really good game, man, from from the whole team. Corey Kispert, I mean, he didn't light up the scoreboard, but he was a plus 39. So <laughs> in other ways, he was affecting the game clearly. So, I mean, he had two steals, three rebounds, three assists. I mean, that's what you love to see from a rookie especially. So I was satisfied. Definitely, yeah. I, I saw um, – and you can see the, the Mavericks got frustrated. Jason Kidd got a technical foul. I want to say um, – I forgot Dimwitty which player. Got one too, I believe. He said who else got a tag? Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie got a tag. That was that was funny to see that. Ish Smith had a jump ball with Dinwiddie where he tied him up too. So um looked like yeah, the energy was there. It was the opposite of the Celtics game. They they had this circled on, circled on their calendar. I echo what you said too. I was like, you know, I, the lottery odds would be nice, but if they want to get this win – this is the one that I want them to get out of the, out of the remaining games. Uh, but, yeah, we do want to get to the young guys' performance, who performed the best out of the three in the Dallas game. And then we're, we're going to go over a quick Spencer Dinwiddie quote, and then we're going to get D's take on the tribute videos uh, from 
that Spencer Dinwiddie and Bertans got. But before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Low-calorie, high-protein, replacer candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Build.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High-protein, low-cal, high-fiber, and low-carbs. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so before we do get to the Dinwiddie comments um, after his postgame presser, uh, who did you think played the best out of the three young guys against the Mavericks? Um, it's tough because I feel like a lot of the young guys have really good games. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, I'll I guess I'll go with with Rui. I mean, I could go with Denny, and I think Corey did some good things too outside of just scoring the basketball. I mean, I guess I'll go with Rui. You know, offensively, he played well. He's a plus 11, had four assists, five rebounds. He was three for four from the three-point line, eight for 14 from the field, um, and also chipped in with a block as well. So I'll go – it's tough because I think all three of them played really well. Like, I could have easily went with Denny too. Um, But I'll stick with Rui. I'll stick with Rui. But it's close because Denny had a really good game as well all around. Right, yeah. Um, Denny, he played really well defensively. I thought he uh, did a good job just being a versatile defender, guarding everybody that he could out there from positions one through four. Um, and he shot the ball pretty – he shot the ball better in this game, five for ten, three for five from the three-point line. He got to the basket. Uh, I want to say he got an M one as well one time. So he's been getting to the basket and shooting that mid-range shot better. Um, Corey, it was more of a relaxed game for him. He didn't go off and hit a bunch of threes, six points, but he was just – he just did the little things. Um, but, yeah, offensively, Rui played really well. Three for four from the three-point line, eight for 14 from the field. Got to the basket, um, had a nice sweep through at the free throw line. I got to the basket and finished well. So, out of the three, I would say Rui played well. But another thing that the Wizards don't usually do in that game 
is defend the three-point line well, which they did not do against the Celtics, which we'll talk about briefly. Um, the Mavericks shot 28% from the three. We usually see teams shoot like 40% from the three or 50% from the three like the Celtics game today. Um, so I got to give him props for that. Um, and let me see what Dale Gafford did. He had six points, so he finished well around the rim. Ish Smith played well. I think he brought that up too. Um, 12 points and nine assists. And then um, Sato has seven assists to one turnover. But, yeah, let's – transition to the Dinwiddie comments that have been the that was the hot topic after the game um so he said I said what I said about the this is quote quote I said what I said about the organization I know that they've since made comments about their own locker room that kind of validated what I've said about the situation let them go to the offseason and let us go to the playoffs end quote what was your thoughts and reaction to the quote from Spencer Dinwiddie it was it was just funny i mean he had a big reason to do with the wizards not making the playoffs firstly and secondly it's not like he had the biggest impact on the mavericks getting to the playoffs so i mean that comment's just i mean i guess <laughs> sure but once again he just refuses to take this and this is my only issue with it i understand the wizards have locker room issues like we get that i'm sure like that's truthful you know, that hasn't been a surprise in the past. It's been an issue in the past as well. And that's all fine and, fine and dandy. But I just want to hear some accountability from Spencer Dinwiddie. He refuses to not say, at least Brad. And Bradley Bill, you know, we get on him and whatnot. But he always says, at least it's on me. You know, I need to play better. I need to do this, et cetera. Spencer Dinwiddie has not said that once. I mean, yes, what Sunso Jr., et cetera. Could have put him in better positions and whatnot. Sure. But still, you're on the court getting a lot of minutes. You need to be playing better than what you were playing, and you didn't. You were trash. So take some accountability and say, hey, you know, yes, I may have not felt like I was put in the best position, but I still need to play better because I was on the court. I could have did so-and-so better. But no, we got none of that. It's all... Oh, they wanted me to pass the ball more. Oh, they got locker room issues. Oh, they didn't want me to be. They didn't accept me as a leader. Oh, they, 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 they. It's nothing about Spencer. I mean, my goodness. You would think this guy has a Russell Westbrook level career or something the way he's talking. Have some accountability, man. Have some shame. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Spencer, every chance he gets to take a jab at Washington, he takes the jab. And Kyle Kuzma hasn't said anything, even though he named names. He said KCP. They, he said West told him that they wanted more shots for KCP. They wanted more shots for Spencer Dinwiddie. Chris Tapps, you know how many times he could have bashed the organization if he wanted to. You know how much stuff Chris Tapps could have said if he really wanted to say. Because we all know he didn't. This is just speculation. We don't know how true it is. But his time didn't go smoothly in Dallas. And mm -hmm. Chris Tapps could have said things about the organization. He could have said some things about players. But all the guys from the Wizards have taken the high road. Wes has taken the high road. He could have said, said certain things. But Spencer just has to keep coming back and just keep – this is like his third or fourth jab. Right. Seriously. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Wes Unsell Jr. did not tell him to throw up hand grenades at the end of the shot clock. Wes did not tell him to throw up floaters off the side of the backboard um, from the free throw line. Wes didn't tell him to play Matador defense and let guys go past him. So re they repeatedly told him to shoot the ball and be aggressive every time. 
he could have he should have been benched in my opinion. I thought West was a little too nice to Spencer Dinwiddie in my opinion. That Clippers game where we were up by 35 points, Spencer Dinwiddie was in the game way too long, way too long. He should have been benched. But Tyron Lue, guess what he did? He benched his starters, and West mm-hmm. kept his guys, and he kept Spencer in the game way too long. And that's a big part of the reason why we lost that game. The whole playoff situation, the playoffs, oh, let them go to the offseason, let them go to the playoffs, like you said. He was a big part in us in losing games and guys getting past him and just, him just not playing well with Bradley Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, is he a big part of the playoffs? Sure, whatever you want to say. He hit some game winners. But they were going to the playoffs with or without him with Luka anyway. So, But, yeah, this guy Spencer, man, he just it just feels like he any jab he can take at the Wizards, he wants to take it. I'm happy that they moved on. Um, and it, it, it is what it is on that part. But Spencer, he, yeah, like you said, he has to be held accountable. He did not play well. Grenade shots at the end of the shot clock, bad shots, bad shot selection. Um, and and Tommy paid this man. Tommy got this. Tommy Shepard paid. He gave that man that contract. He got him paid. So he should be nothing but thankful to the Wizards, to be honest with you, to be honest. But, hey, it is what it is. I'm happy we're moving on. But what was your thoughts on the Wizards giving uh, Spencer and, and Dobby's Bertons a tribute video? Well, you know, at the time, I was streaming when it originally happened. And I seen the tweet come across my timeline. And I had tweeted before the game had started, I wanted the Wizards to do nothing with a tribute video because I just find it insane that even if it was a little mini tribute, it wasn't a full out like John Wall thing. It was a mini tribute. They saying thank you. I was just confused and saying thank you as far as to what? What are we thanking Davies Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie for? What did Davies Bertans do after his contract year to deserve any kind of praise from the Wizards? He stole their money. Spencer Dinwiddie came in. He stole their money. They did absolutely nothing for the team outside of just simply rob them of their financials and then left. I mean, it's, it's, it was awful. I don't understand why if you put on a Wizards video, I mean, Wizards jersey, you get a tribute video. It, not everybody deserves one. Not everybody needs one. I don't care if it's the, you know, correct thing to do or whatnot. And we're talking about guys who have made, took shots at your organization. So you definitely shouldn't be giving them one. Right. It was, I mean, that was crazy to me. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, like I mean, like you said in your own video, we should get a tribute video rather yes. than these guys. You know? Um, it, it's just weird. It is, you know, Ish Ish got one last year, I want to say, or no, this year when he was on the Hornets. And I was kind of skeptical on that one, but I think Ish Smith deserved one way more than what these guys did. At least we went to the playoffs with Ish, and Ish was a key contributor, and Ish never bashed the organization when he left to the Hornets. Um, but yeah, we do give out tribute videos just to anybody. If you put a wizard jersey on, you're gonna get one. You know, Yan Mahimi, no no shade of Yan Mahimi, but Yan Mahimi, he comes back, we'll probably give him one. Tommy Shepard, I don't know who makes the decision on giving tribute tribute videos, but yeah, they, they just need yeah. It, we're in or other teams. I don't know how they operate, but I feel like they don't. I feel like we just give the most tribute videos out to guys that they're just not warranted to need a tribute video. So um, I heard there were some boos for Davies and whatnot. You know, I I would have tried to keep it classy and not boo these guys, but you know, I just want to see the Wizards moving forward. You know. I don't know what they need. Just cut all the tribute videos unless it's a guy that is an all-star for the Wizards or something mm. like that. 
excuse me on my opinion. But um, but yeah, we're gonna transition to the Celtics game. We're gonna briefly touch on that. That one was just a rough matinee game. We'll probably just quickly touch on that. And then um we do have um Brendan coming on from uh Wizards of Gallery Place tomorrow night. So stay tuned for that. But and then we can just recap the uh final four game really quick. But before we do get to that, we have a quick word from D. Yes, we do. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and score. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so what were your, what was your thoughts on the Celtics game? I mean, you talk about from going from inspired basketball to, I don't know, uh, just basketball. I, that's what the Wizards did. You talk about a complete 180 from their Mavericks performance. Generally, and the, and the Wizards always seem to struggle against the Celtics. The, the Celtics are really good at what the Wizards are weak at. You know, they got good wing play. Jalen Brown, Tatum always kills them. But it, you could tell early on what the game was going to be. Jalen Brown came out, hit like two, three threes in a row. I mean, he ended up dropping 32. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you talk about, look, I say look at the Wizards plus minus from the Mavericks game. Look at their plus minuses from this game. It was just no contest. 40-plus points losing? That's insane. Uh, the Celtics shot 61% from the field and 52% from three. We just couldn't do anything with these guys. Uh, Rui, shut out. We, I mean, Ed, before the show, spoke about his defense. I mean, talk about his offense, too. He didn't hit a shot. You right. know, so he struggled greatly. I, I mean, it, it all, all in all, man, just... It shot the ball well, at least. He was 8 for 10. You know, Denny was three, 2 for 3 from the 3 and 4 for 7 from the field. But, I mean, it was a bad performance. I mean, granted, the Celtics treated the Wizards how they should have treated them. You know, the Celtics are one of the hottest teams in the league right now. But this was just, oh, man, this was a, all right, it's time to cut this game off a little early and go do something else type of game. Yeah, especially on a Sunday, um, early Sunday matinee. Um, the Wizards, yeah, I don't know. They were so motivated for the Dallas game. They get blown out. The final score was 144 to uh, 102. So, was that, 42 points? So, yeah, that's ridiculous. So, yeah, to lose a game by 42, that's just ridiculous. They got ran out of the gym. Um, Jalen Brown, like you said, he started off aggressive, uh, hit a couple threes in, in transition. Rui just looked like his feet were in quicksand. Jalen Brown did an in and out. Went to the basket and just dunked it. Jason Tatum had a wide open lane one possession and dunked the ball. Uh, the transition defense was awful. 
Um, if, if you let a team shoot 52% from the three-point line, man, it's, it's almost like you're not out. They they Granted, they did. A couple of the shots they did hit were very tough. Like Jalen Brown hit an and one. But the ball just touched basically the top of the backboard, then went in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they just did whatever they felt like doing. Um, everybody had a good night for the Celtics. You know, um, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Grant Williams went four for four. He didn't even miss a shot. Uh, he hit all, all his threes. It was ridiculous. Um, Al Horford got in the mix. Uh, I want to say Tice got a couple buckets, too. Jalen yeah, Brown had 32. Tatum had 22. Um, uh, White from the Spurs, who got traded to the to the Celtics, he was an X-factor for them. Uh, he had a couple of shots. But, yeah, the energy wasn't there. The effort wasn't there. Man, they started – they double-teamed Porzingis in the beginning. They were more physical with Porzingis, and that kind of knocked him off his game because we run our mm-hmm. offense through Porzingis right now. Um, and KCP just didn't have the crazy night that he get that he did against the Mavericks. Now Rui, yeah, this was probably his worst game of the of the season. That might have been his worst game of his whole career, to be honest, too. Like I've mm-hmm. never, I don't think I've ever seen him put up zero points. Like he usually these even on his off nights he'll have like eight, you know, or something like that. But didn't shoot the ball well. He just kind of looked a little aloof out there. He looked like a little just off. Um, and defensively, like he was going for pump fakes and. Jalen Brown was, you know, getting by him with in and out moves and whatnot. So yeah, he just looked a little off um, today. Um, so I was a little surprised by that. Um, but yeah, the effort just wasn't there. I thought Denny tried defensively. Um, some other guys a little bit, but it, it got out of hand very, very quickly. Yeah, I mean, but if you're looking as far as the lottery, we're, the Wizards yeah. are back on schedule. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, and to give an update on that, the Spurs did win today, so they're thirty-three and forty-five. The Wizards are thirty-four and forty-four currently with the Tim spot. Uh, the Lakers kind of gained some separation. They they're just on a. I mean, they're just taking L's. <laughs> um, so they're thirty-one and forty-seven. So right now, the Lakers kind of got that eight spot. Looking a little comfortable with it. So it's looking right now 10 to 9. Maybe the Wizards range currently. We'll see though. Yeah. And did we already say did we already tell everybody that we're eliminated? If the, if you guys didn't know we're eliminated from self-contention. I mean, nobody thought we were gonna make the play in anyway. Uh, but yeah, like you said, we're ninth or tenth. Um, speaking about the final four, Oche, I guess we could, we can do our picks for the uh, did you say Duke was gonna win or did you say UNC? I said when I was talking about betting. Uh, mm-hmm. I said I like Kansas uh, minus four because I thought um, – I think Justin Moore is his name from Villanova, yeah, right? Totally I said does. him being hurt, I think Kansas was going to pull away. I thought they were going to pull away late, but it was no contest. Yeah. And I said I thought UNC could win. I said I, I like UNC plus four. I thought that was going to be a close game. I said I thought UNC could win. I ended up – I believe I ended up going – I'll go back and check, but I believe I ended up going with UNC. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I said UNC Kansas, my championship. I'll go back and check though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think you did pick UNC. I think I went with Duke because of the story book ending for Coach K that I did not want. I'm very happy that Duke <laughs> lost. Um, but yeah, I think Oche or Ochai, um, hopefully I'm not, you know, mispronouncing his name for Kansas. I think that is a guy that, you know, of course, you Wizards fans, you want to keep your eye on him tomorrow night because I really think that's a guy that the Wizards are going to pick. And I think today, like you said, it showed that, you know, when we play against wings like a Jason Tatum, there's not a lot of Jason Tatum's out there or Jalen Browns. But when we do play against athletic, gifted ball, wings that can handle the ball, that are just athletic, that can shoot a three, we struggle really bad. And we do need some more 3 and D wings that can defend and that are athletic. And I think Ochai, 
even though he's a senior, he's older. So, you know, he's not going to have as much upside as a freshman that's 19 years old. But he does what the Wizards need. And he's athletic. You know, he plays up on the rim. He can shoot the three. And he has a, he's had a really good tournament. I want to say he had 20 points against Villain. He had, he had like five threes against Villain. Yeah, he he was had 21 points, was six for seven from the three-point line, six or eight mm-hmm. from the field, three for four from the free throw line. Yeah. So, and if you look at Tommy Shepard's last couple of picks, Rui was a senior or he was, you know, at least 20 years old. And Gonzaga didn't went far in the tournament. Corey Kisper went to the championship last year. He was 21, a senior. So you look at the trend there, you know, we'll see. So, but um, I got, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go, man, this is a tough UNC is really hot, but I'm going to go with Kansas. I'm going UNC. They're taking it, they're going all the way. I mean, they beat Baylor, they beat Duke. They, I, I mean, once they beat Baylor, I thought, they could go all the way. I thought they were hot, uh, so I'm going UNC all the way. Oh, yeah. Caleb Love has been ridiculous, so if he goes out there and hits a game winner, uh, I would not be surprised. But we want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell. Now make your second listen Locked on NBA. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.